All right. Welcome, everyone, back to Dissecting Popular IT Nerds today, truly revealing uh, my, my well-organized self. Uh, we are talking with Mr. Steve Porter, and uh, I, would I would like to say that you're of the old school, and I mean that, and I mean that in, in all positive ways possible. And, and that's what, that's what we're going to talk about today. But uh, I cannot seem to find any of my notes that I ever took. So there you go. It probably happened when my, uh, my desktop mysteriously disappeared and people have been uh, hounding me for not having daily backups. So I lost about, uh, I don't know, 15 days worth of, uh, work on my desktop. Don't ask me how a desktop just mysteriously disappears and then you can't find it. Um, can't do any sort of, uh, I don't know, data recovery, advanced methods, but it just mysteriously disappeared. Ever had that happen? No, I can't say that that <laughs> one particular. I do have, um, uh, particularly on some of my uh, staff machines, uh, shared icons disappear, which is virtually impossible since it's the same icon shared for everyone, but... Uh, you know, yeah, I think it had something to do with that. I think it had something to do with like a weird, it's, you know, I, I had a MacBook. I'm an, I, I'm an, I'm, I'm a little bit of an Apple guy, but I think it had something to do with like my iCloud, some sort of mismatch and, you know, it wasn't syncing with iCloud and then it synced back up and it synced, you know, all the stuff that was from 15 days prior. So it just made everything disappear. I don't know. Anyone out there listening to the show, please. If you, um, if you know the answer to this, let me know. It's gone now anyway. It's already formatted the hard drive on the old computer, bought a new one. So it'll be, it'll be worthless now. But um, tell me a little bit about what you do. Um, why, you know, why at all I would ever call you old school, but let's, let's go back to old school IT. And, you know, what do you do right now? Um, you know, what, what's the day job? Uh, currently, I am uh, the IT department. <laughs> uh, yes. you know, other, other duties is required. The only four words that matter in any job description. Yep. Uh, but uh, for a small um, geotechnical engineering firm out here in Tempe, Arizona, basically what that means is uh, we have people that go out and play in the dirt. And I say that because... Uh, Anytime you're going to build anything, some of the checkboxes in the permit system mm -hmm. are, have you checked soil density? Uh, uh, do you know the, uh, uh, can you prove the composition of the concrete and asphalt, the grout, that type of thing? Yep. And that's the type of service that we provide. So short term is uh, uh, we play in the dirt. So stuff that requires, you know, I would assume requires a bit of technology, but something that we've been doing for a long time. So I would imagine that, you know, the, the technology being used has maybe changed over the years and data entry and how we track that data, I would assume makes a difference. Uh, absolutely. We uh, continue to evolve. Uh, uh, at one time when the company started about 20 years ago, it was just, uh, uh, literally techs in the field making their observations and jotting down notes in a uh, notebook, bringing them back, and the company had a room full of people doing uh, data entry into Excel. That evolved into uh, uh, tablets or laptops that the mm. techs take into the field. Uh, we're currently using Android tablets to capture that data which of course re means uh, remote access back into our services from wherever they happen to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, How was the, um, this is good because I would call it construction only because I used to work in the dirt a little bit myself for Comcast back in the day when Comcast was just kind of this new name and my buddy and I, my buddy and I decided to take a job for the summer while we were in college. And that job consisted of digging trenches by hand and um, gluing conduit together. And I remember the very first time I saw fiber actually, because we were doing coax. Um, 
500, 750 big coax cables, coax cables bigger around than your, your thumb. And, um, we dug holes in the dirt and it was called construction and you work in the dirt and you deal with construction of some sort. And it's a world that still is a, is it safe to say it's still a man's world in construction a little bit? Uh, is, that, is that too chauvinistic? Is that too chauvinistic? Am I allowed to say that these days, you know? Uh, realistically, yes, because of the physical nature of the work that, um, uh, and when I say that, I mean the colorful language that people like to use. I mean, um, I just, yeah, I think I'm, I think I mean the language <laughs> and the actions and the, the culture of the work environment. I don't know if that's the type of work environment that you deal with, but I would imagine when you moved from paper to tablets, that could have been uh, an interesting, uh, interesting battle. Well, you know, I have to say that I'm not out in the field. I imagine the techs that are out in the field do deal with a lot of that, but uh we actually maintain pretty good uh, professional standards, at least internally, that uh, uh, language is civilized, gestures are civilized. Yes, <laughs> uh, I wasn't suggesting that it wasn't anything other, but well, uh, I'm just saying, but, uh, yes, having, you know, having, sometimes having, I deal with a lot of trucking companies and, you know, we've got, we got to move to some new digital technology and you've got, I don't know, a bunch of truckers and I'm not stereotyping truckers at all. I've just heard that there's certain industries that are a little bit more challenging than others. That's all. Well, I've got to tell you over the years I've worked in, uh, uh, with the legal industry, I've mm-hmm. done B2B and B2C commerce. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, uh, been around the golf industry. I mean, at the end of the day, the zeros and ones really don't care what it is that they represent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but change is hard for everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the industry is. I had mm-hmm. uh, a salesperson. I, in, I had salesperson in the legal industry that um, would rather hire a personal assistant and send them to the training rather than learn how to use the software to keep um, uh, the CRM system activated for them. Hmm. And of course, their logic was they could make more money selling than they could keeping notes. But true. uh, uh, true. I've seen seen people that leave jobs over change. So... uh, yeah, change is always hard. Mm. I'm taking notes because there is a there there is a very profound um, there is a very very profound statement here. It hasn't come to mind yet. Um, but yes, people hate people hate change, right? Uh, but they and they. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of, for some reason what popped into my head was a bunch of sales guys. Um, hating the uh, the deal killing department or the sales killing department. We used to call them. I, I think they're called sales engineers. <laughs> if you, uh, anyways, um, or you the golf thing. The golf tell, thing intrigues that me. Tell the truth to the client. <laughs> yes, like I exist because. <laughs> well, why do we even need the sales rep then? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we just have the sales engineer? Why don't we just, you know, we can eliminate a whole nother group of people. Um, uh, hopefully that maybe, maybe that'll gardener some, uh, um, gardener, uh, the golf thing intrigues me. What do you do at the golf? Uh, uh we ran, I, I, I was the first technical hire for a company that was doing a complete, um, online portal for everything necessary to run a green grass golf facility. So you could supply everything from your clubhouse to your kitchen, uh, including food to your pro shop. Fertilizer? Maintenance department. We aggregated uh, vendors and put it all together and um, Hmm. uh, made that available to the golf industry. Sounds like what I do for IT guys. Uh, yeah. Um, golf, though, is very much an old boy network. You, you'd, yeah, you'd think so. Well, the golf pros don't want to deal with something that will save the money or save the club money uh-huh. when, in fact, they have a rep come in and will 
slip them a half dozen shirts personally or a new set of clubs or uh, something like that. It's like the pharmaceutical company used to be. It's yeah. Like the old school pharmaceuticals. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's a, a bit of that going on. Like that. I just happened to have experience with golf and um, hmm. uh, it was a great idea, but. Uh, Sounds like one of the main reasons why I quit, quit the corporate world is a, is a ton of that. There's a ton of there's a ton of the we I, I called the good old boys network. There's sure. a ton of the, the good old boys network going on. Um, back to the dirt. Uh, we moved to tablets. Change is always hard, but even more profound. Uh, I don't want to. It's not non-biased. Change is non-biased. It's like change is not. Uh, I don't know. Well, there is an inherent change in. Uh, an inherent bias in change in that, you know, uh, it's not prejudiced. It's not prejudiced. is traditionally <laughs> an industry of people that did not grow up wanting to be computer users. Yeah. And so to make them move from non-technology to technology in general uh-huh. is a bias. And it could be considered an age bias. It could be an education gap. I mean, there are any of number of things that it could be uh, mm. looked at. But, uh, uh, you know, change is inherent in any industry. And you're going to find that everywhere that uh, uh, there will be a segment of the people that feel that they are being loaded up and picked on simply because the systems are changing. But from yes. a business perspective, we're always trying to uh, figure out how to optimize our processes. And technology is a big driver in that. So uh, change is ine- inevitable. It's going to happen. Uh, you know, in IT, um, I heard a, a speaker several years ago from um, uh, uh, Caltech. Mm-hmm that was talking about the, the concept of the IT decade. And his reference was that for change in general society, everything that happens over the course of a year, improvements in automobiles, electronics, um, all mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. uh, take the changes that happen in a decade and for IT, that compresses down to about three years. Now, since that was several years ago, I imagine that it's now down to about 18 months. Things are changing dramatically all the time. And if we can find a better mousetrap, a better way to conduct the process, we are going to implement that because at the end of the day, business exists to make money. And... If we can help save money, improve processes, uh, uh, streamline operations, uh, we are going to implement those changes. And there are going to be some people that complain that, you know, we never did it this way before. No, we didn't. Uh, You just flooded my mind. One, um, the concept of IT in a decade being done in three years and now being more of 18 months brings up so many problems for numerous things, at least from a vendor management standpoint. And I say that because most people are signing two and three year agreements with a lot of their providers and vendors. This is just my own personal kind of expertise. I'm always telling people, why are you signing up for something that's going to be three years long? because if you if you don't have to if you don't have to if there's another way to do it because think of what's going to happen in 3 years and oh, yeah. and even if there is some flexibility in whatever this agreement this is the software as a service agreement whether it be your internet carrier whether it be i don't know uh you know one and a half racks in this data center whatever whatever the heck it is Once you sign up for three years, if you need to upgrade halfway between or you need to change, you need to be more flexible, if that company allows that flexibility, 
then they're going to hold you to the fire from it, which, which then hurts the business side, which you just mentioned, the profitability of the savings side. So because they've already got you, you're, you're already, it's like you're already chained up, you know, um, vice versa. If you can't leave, then you've put your business in a situation that can't be flexible and that can hurt profitability. Um, well, I hurt growth. It can hurt growth. And then if you just say, well, screw it, we'll just, you know, we'll just buy out of this contract, then, then you're wasting more money. And I just think it's a, it's a, it's something that needs to change in the industry, which is how vendors do business and they need to do business in a way that is more, uh, people don't like the cliche, you know, I don't know. Some people love the cliche, some people don't, you know, more of a partnership type of agreement. Um, where people were working together, uh, but things that made me, the things that made me thought of this, I walked into a place uh, very not too long ago, and um, you know they're paying, I don't know, maybe forty thousand in MPLS bills, you know, like basically glorified on net VPN connections that are one point five mm-hmm. and three megs in speed. Uh, the entire organization, which is maybe you know thousands of end users on Lotus notes and a brand new Avaya upgrade. <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself, what? Like we were thinking of moving to a hosted exchange. <laughs> like, what, like, what were you guys thinking? Like Lotus notes. I just, um, I guess I get it, but that to me says like there's, there's something really going on there. There's like a very old intro. It's, you know what it says to me? It says good old boys network. Well, what it, what it tells me is that nobody's really doing any long-term strategic planning because if you've got an idea of where you're going to take the technology stack and truly understand all the dependencies Uh, The first thing that you're going to address is bandwidth, because if you're going to start using uh, hosted services, cloud services, uh, whatever that may be, uh, enhanced communications, it all runs on the pipe. And 1.5 megs uh, is not going to cut it. Yeah, if you don't have the pipe, nothing else is going to work. Mm. And so it goes back to instead of doing... Now, I understand that every now and then that uh, 20-year-old PBX craps out. You've got to have something. Uh, But, uh, you know, if you don't have the foundation for it, you're not going to have a long-term viable solution. And that's really, I think, uh, particularly in the SMB space, I think it's just short-term thinking about how do I fix the immediate problem and not how do I address the long-term growth? Yeah, we call that uh, a reacting versus responding. Sure. It's like uh, the doctor just, you know, just amputate versus, well, what could we have done to uh, maybe prevent diabetes to begin with? Well, it's a fix. <laughs> it depends true. on where you amputate from. Sometimes I would suggest from the neck up, but <laughs> oh my gosh um so that's interesting it uh, you know anyways uh, it is is changing at, at such a pace right now um in your opinion how do you create a culture of change can it even be done it doesn't need to be done it can be done. It needs to be done. And uh, really, my, my running joke is my, my true job is behavior modification. <laughs> when it comes to end users, I need to get them to buy into what we're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Generally, in a new position, that starts at security. Mm-hmm. And it's training them that just because um, that nice Nigerian prince sent you an email. I miss that guy. I still get him every now and then. He wants, wants to give you money. Yeah. yeah. Um, So-and-so died. Uh, they left me 32 million, but it's just got to be filtered through here. And if you just help me do this, you'll get 10% right away. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, it must still work. It's still working. That same email is going out. Anyways. You know, it, um, it's a good story. Actually, years ago, in the days before email, uh-huh. I actually received the, you remember the thin little lightweight international airmail envelopes? No. Okay. Well, I'm old. Hold on. I'm Googling this. <laughs> Go, um, keep going. International, lightweight email, international. International, international postal mail. Uh, you used to be able to get additional lightweight, very thin, lightweight paper uh-huh. uh, just to save on additional postage costs. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But I actually received a letter from Nigeria. Uh-huh. From a... Ooh, the vintage uh, airmail. Is this the one with like the, the blue and the red stripes uh-huh. around the outside? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yep. from, from an assistant oil minister. Nice. Offering me an, an opportunity to help him embezzle. <laughs> hey, at least uh, he's being truthful. You know what I mean? You're like, wait a second. This, well, he didn't go so far as to say embezzle, but he had a client that disappeared, that there were some uh-huh. unused mo- funds in a, in a slush fund somewhere, and he had access to it, and he needed to get it out of the country. And yep. If I was to be so kind as to help him, uh, he would certainly split the proceeds with me. Mm. Uh, but I actually received the hard copy. Nice. You, uh, have, you so, still have it? Uh, somewhere. I need a picture of that. That, that would be uh, great. Yeah, it's, There's uh, something to be said about mail. And we got to go back. We're going backwards. We're a little bit of regression here. I know that if I want to get someone's attention, I need to send them a handwritten piece of mail. No one gets that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we're swamped by emails. Uh, you've got your corporate account. You've got at least one personal account. Um, I've got way too many. I'm actually talking about how I can, I, I've got to consolidate. I've got way too know, many. You get to the point that you've got uh, four to 500 messages a day to filter through. I had a, uh, I had a paid conversation with, uh, one of, with, with Tony Robbins' like, top, top salesman. Uh, of all times. And um, it was just like a, like, I can't remember why I was talking to him. It was something back when I first started, when I was first starting out on my own and had left the corporate world. And it was like some sort of coaching conversation of some sort. And I can, can vividly remember, you know, a good, I don't know, 15 minutes, good 15, 20 minutes was just on, um, Phil, I've got a gun to your head. This is his. This is his way of making decisions, and I think it's very, uh, it's uh, it's very, very helpful. So here's the tip: I'll give you guys the, you know, for the for the thirty minutes of the two hundred bucks I sent spent for thirty minutes. Here's what here's what came out of that conversation. Phil, there's a gun to your head right now. You've got five seconds. You need to choose which email you're going to use forever. Five, four, three, two, one. Phil Howard, you know, Phil at philhowardtelecom.com. Great. Uh, delete all the others. <laughs> that was it. Like the whole was like, I, I got this problem. I've got all these email accounts. Everything's filtering. It's a crazy mess. I've got to consolidate all these calendars. You got to do all this. I've got invites coming from here, podcasts coming in here, this coming from here. And um, it's a real, you know, uh, optimization operations can be a real problem uh, for a startup guy once they actually start to grow and become something. Because now you've got, you know, every bootstrap system that you've used over the last four years. And the problem with that is it's going to take you three solid days to set up the rules once you consolidate them to get everything to segment out into the uh, appropriate directories so that you can at least categorize them. Yes. And then you're still getting 500 mails a day. It doesn't (sighs) change the, the primary problem. Yes. Multiply that by, I don't know, how many end users do you have? 50? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so multiply that by 50, and now we've got your job. Um, and I used to work for a living. And I took up <laughs> IT. That was crazy. <laughs> uh, excellent, excellent. Um, so anyways, back to the culture of change. The, I, I love Sears and Toys R Us as the example of, uh, of a culture of non-change because they're done. Very true. What? So we start with security. 
Um, don't click on that. Don't, um, as tempting as it is to read the um, Nigerian email, don't do it. And everyone gets caught. Even the best of people get caught sometimes. Absolutely. I remember physically telling someone, do not, do not accept that PayPal uh, payment for your um, BMW $800 stereo that you just sold on Craigslist. Do not accept the PayPal. It's not real. The money is not there. What did the person do? Basically copied a perfect HTML version of a PayPal account received, right? Uh, emailed it to the person. It was probably like pay with two Y's, paypal.com, something like that, right? Sure. Showing that the money had been received into their bank account. And what do you think this person that I told do not believe them did? They sent them the $800 BMW car stereo and three days later realized that, no, the money had not been received into their eBay account. So even the best of people, even after you tell them and they know, they're like, I know I'm in technology. I can't, but like, look, the money's here. I received it. They got, so it happens. Um, All right. So we start with security. Um, Don't click on this. Don't do this. Look at URLs, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Um, How do you get people to care? So part of the culture of change is there must be some way of getting them to actually care. That's got to be the biggest thing. Sometimes there's a stick involved. (laughs) You know, I use a carrot because uh, when I send out uh, the emails warning people of what's going on, I go to enough shows or at least I did until this past year, that I've always got a box full of stuff that uh, has value to somebody, but how many Mm -hmm. water bottles do I need? I mean, even nice insulated water bottles. Oh, you know, so, or I'll win a raffle of something and, um, yeah, I will bury a paragraph occasionally in an email Uh that says respond by, Use this secret code in the subject line. Mm, smart. And you are entered to win some fabulous prize. That's great. And then a couple days later, when I send out the we have a winner message, <laughs> ah. it's someone that said, I didn't know about the contest. Nice. And I will point out the unopened mail in their inbox the one that was all about security that they didn't bother to read. Yes. That goes back to behavior modification. First and foremost, you have to get them to read the emails from IT. Yeah. So if we just talked about how hard it was, we just got done talking about how hard it is to get someone to read an email to begin with. Well, yeah, but um, uh, again, there are ways that, I love you know, that. What other cost, air, you have any other great company, This cost me nothing. Larger organizations where HR has gift cards and uh, movie tickets and that kind of thing that they're always willing to give to employees. Mm. Talk to mm. your HR department. See what they've got. Um, mm. I'm willing to sponsor something like this. I'm just going to ask for the money from somebody else, but I'm willing to sponsor something like this. It doesn't matter (laughs) where the money comes from. Uh, Like I say, I can't tell you how many water bottles, T-shirts, backpacks. Uh, Vonage is working really hard to get back on the phone early next week. Not that we don't already, not that I, you know, don't already, you know, not that we, we have a big relationship with every company out there. So anyone listening to the show, this is maybe the good, I'm supposed to do these uh, advertisement breaks now. So uh, I've got to do this. Anyone listening to the show, Dissecting Popular IT Nerds, if you've made it this far, I'm, we must have done something right. Please, please go to iTunes. It's got to be Apple iTunes because somehow they rule the podcast world and who makes it into the top 100 technology podcasts. Scroll to the search for Dissecting Popular IT Nerds. Scroll to the bottom and give us an honest review. That's all I want. All I want is an honest review. Uh, With that being said, uh, the show is funded, uh, completely funded by hundreds of providers. Um, 
but you know, it wouldn't be much for me to go to Vonage and say, yes, um, I'll get on the phone with you, but guess what? Uh, we're doing a, uh, I don't know, sponsored IT giveaway where uh, IT directors need stuff, cool stuff, uh, just to give away to end users for reading their emails. Um, what do you got? What do you think's like, what should we give away? There's gotta be something fun that I can send out, like a package of stuff to people. That'd be something cool. I'm done with the golf balls, done with the golf tees. I'm sending out nerd glasses and pocket protectors to at least IT directors that says, ask me technology questions. I think that would be good on like zoom calls and stuff, but um, yeah. Okay. Insulated water bottles. There's gotta be something cool. Like, you know, what about darn tough socks? You ever had a pair of darn, darn tough socks? They have a lifetime guarantee. It's amazing. Anywho. Um, here's, how about we do this? Steve, what's your favorite thing? If you had to pick like, you know, you know, stuff that I can give out legally. Okay. You know, I can't give out, you know, you know, stuff that's, you know, 18 years or younger people are allowed to have. Uh, what's your, what are, what is a group of your favorite things? Well, I tell you the biggest things that have been popular with, um, uh, my end users over the years, uh-huh. uh, backpacks are always good because everybody mm-hmm. can, if they don't need it themselves, they've got a kid, mm-hmm. uh, they've got a nephew, a niece, somebody can use a, and I'm talking, you know, a nice backpack. Uh, and yeah, course, not something with like a big, well, I'm not going to name the provider logo on the back, but yeah, backpacks. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, go ahead. Um, Maybe I've camouflage. Maybe I've camouflage. had radio-controlled stuff. Oh, that's even cooler. Yep. Drones. Um, How about drones? <laughs> yeah, drones can be drones can be fun until somebody loses an eye. <laughs> or the police department. They fly it over the police department and don't know that yeah. there's some kind of air air space. Okay, radio-controlled cars. Gotcha. Well, yeah. something boats. Um, something. Um. Hmm. Uh, Bluetooth speakers are good. Hmm. Uh, but uh, we need to do a show just on swag, best yeah. swag. Well, and and you know it again. The swag show. Everything that I give away has come from uh, vendors. Yeah, I under the most as just just as the trade show. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, gift. yeah. Uh, uh, chargers are good. Hmm. Uh, car yeah, chargers, uh, blue, uh, uh, contact chargers, uh, charger cables are always good. Yes. Cables. Always breaking them. Hmm. And, you know, all this stuff is logoed. Um, I had a vendor at one organization. I had just deployed... Uh, a uh, couple hundred laptops, and I had them give me um, uh, a couple hundred uh, of the small laptop. They were still wired mm-hmm. mice. Mm. Their their option was they were going to have to ship them back to corporate, or let them let me take them home in my truck. Mm. Um, you know, again, it's every marketing department has something. But uh, what external SSD drives? That sounds uh, cool. Yeah, but I've done such <laughs> a good job. I've done such a good job of warning people about plugging that stuff in. <laughs> and just an off story: headsets. What about headsets now? What about headsets? Headsets would be good. That's expensive, but it's a possibility. No, not necessarily. I mean, if you do wired headsets and. Uh, we'll just do like one or two. I'll have my yeah. my my girl over at like headsets.com or something. We'll do something like that. That'd be cool because yeah. it's definitely needed. No, uh, going back to the, to the flash drives, the SSDs. Yeah. Uh, I actually received one from a security vendor not to be named. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was full of their marketing material. Yeah, that's what they do. It's like the thumb drive, the old thumb drive. As soon as I plugged it in, Mm -hmm. the same security vendor software on my laptop Mm -hmm. said, hey, this thing's infected. (laughs) (laughs) See how good we work? That was on purpose. Hey, Steve, 
Yeah. Don't you see how good we work? See you, Steve? See? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> that's where like, know, not, to say, again, not to say that I'm old, but going back to... Uh, that's uh, back to... Uh, uh, old computer shows. <laughs> we have a winner. <laughs> going to old computer shows where everybody's passing out... Uh, five and a quarter inch uh, floppies with software samples. Yeah, yeah. And you go by the one vendor who's got refrigerator magnets. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And they, when I wonder if millennials even know what we're talking about. Yeah, when I pointed out to them that, you know, everybody's going to take this magnet and throw it in the bag with all of their floppy disks. What do you think is going to happen? That's actually pretty genius. Uh, yes. For the no. refrigerator vendor, because uh, they just they just singled themselves out as the only person left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or the one responsible for destroying all that stuff you really wanted to look at. Uh, well, I, I would hope the computer pressure. guy would know not to throw the magnet in the bag with. Uh, that's great. Everyone has that story. I don't mean to pick on the millennials. They were definitely alive during floppy disk time. I just like picking on them because I don't know, it creates polarity. Um, <laughs> Without conflict, what would we solve? <laughs> the, this is really, this is, this is a, uh, this is a lot of fun. Um, okay. So <laughs> magnets and in bags, erasing discs, everyone has that story of, I, you know, to me, it's like a nightmare in like sixth grade where I just, I was not a good student. I'll be honest with you. I procrastinated. I'd rather play video games. Mom, just let me kill myself and save the game. And no, I'm not, you know, I just, that was me. And um, everyone has that nightmare of, you know, I just finished my paper. I pulled out one disc. I put in, you know, I pulled out Word, whatever it was that had to load on a disc. Or I don't even remember what the word processing program was, but you had to put in a boot disc to load the computer. Then you had to put in a disc to load the word processing program. Then you had to put in a disc to save your um, paper. And then because you had all your other papers saved on it, you had to put in another disc to save the other half of that paper. And then you had to print it. And by mistake, you then put a magnet on top of the disc and goodbye. Uh-huh. That's, a, that's like a recurring nightmare. The other recurring nightmare is I'm back in high school. And I'm showing up for exams and uh, I never showed up for that class the entire semester. And I just found out that I was in that class and I have to show up to the exam. And the teachers look at me like, oh, Mr. Howard. So you decided to join us. Anyways, I don't know what this has to do with IT. Maybe it has a lot to do with IT on how someone like myself gets into this business. Um, so a lot of great stuff. Such a lot of great stuff. Um, change is not prejudiced. Um, I'm in the business of behavior modification. Um, hiding secret codes in emails and giving giveaways. Um, I think another one is use other people's money. That's a common one. You know, we don't hear that in IT a lot, but IT directors, you are not using other people's money, especially when it comes to negotiation. I'll just throw this tip out there too. There are marketing departments out there that if you just say, hey, you know, I'm willing to get on and do a video testimonial if you guys do all this stuff, right? But, um, you know, I need a little bit of something for that. And because we're not in um, healthcare and pharmaceuticals and there's no, uh, you know, guidelines anymore and people are still bribing stuff with stuff and it's a good old boys network, you can probably get something like that done. Not saying that that's the right thing to do, but for your business and getting the best deal possible, it probably is. Uh, any other great tips and tricks that you have? Uh, my only suggestion to everyone in IT in particular is find a way to stay sane. I mean, mm. I, I use humor. Uh, mm. It may not have come across today, but. I enjoy laughing at myself and and at others. <laughs> humor, uh, laugh at others, it, make fun of others. I, it's not that I don't take the work seriously, uh, because I do. I mean, if you were to see me, I used to have hair. Yeah. Uh, um, this stuff will drive you absolutely insane if you let it. What's the uh, lowest point you've experienced? 
the the number of nights that you wake up at 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the morning with the epiphany of how you're going to solve this particular issue, mm-hmm. uh, they do happen. Um, yeah, it's it, that sucks. But one of the things that I've found is, you know, I know that you like surfing in the snow, mm-hmm. great release. It's a mm-hmm. great way to take your mind off of everything else. Mm-hmm. Personally, you know, living in Arizona, I can go for a walk 365 days of the year. Yeah. And I will take some music because it's really not intrusive and a good cigar and go for a walk and just think through everything that's going on and then let it go. Mm. And the answers and the answers will come. Mm. But you know, not only does it help with my physical health, it helps with my mental health. Um, you've got to keep everything in perspective. Um, yeah, I think on a bigger picture story, at the end of the day, um, what's it really going to matter five years from now, whatever you're worrying about at this moment? And uh, I had a tough year going through with my, my mom died in January and I, I moved to, to help take care of her. That's kind of why I moved up near the ocean because the my parents' house was there and people ask me, you know, oh, how COVID and how's the year going? I'm going to be honest with you. The, the, this year has been probably one of the toughest years or it's been a really interesting, very hard year and it has nothing to do with COVID. It has nothing to do with crazy riots and whether you love Trump or don't love Trump and whether you're going to burn some building down. And it has nothing to do with being afraid of any of that has nothing to do with, with, with any of that whatsoever. And when I look back and I think about it, you know, it doesn't matter. Like a lot of people are thinking like, I don't have time with this. I don't have time to go maybe, you know, see my dad tonight. I don't have time to go see my mom tonight. Uh, But I just, you know, just gave up on uh, a lot of stuff and just said, screw it. I don't care because it's more important than um, I'm with my parents or I'm with my kids right now or my health. Right. It's, um, you know, uh, one of my, uh, favorite mentors of all time is Zig Ziglar. And he said, you know, I'm so busy. I don't have time not to exercise. Um, you know, stuff like that. It's, uh, at the, at the end of, uh, at the end of time, uh, you know, some of these things aren't going to matter as much. So, uh, but you do need to make sure the systems are running. Uh, other people disagree. I've got plenty of it guys out there that say, no, um, you can take your vacation. I want it to be enjoyable for you, but uh, you know, you're in charge of the systems. They can't go down. So and that's true. And you know, with the technology that we've got today, the leash is much shorter than it used to be. Uh, there's no, there's no place that I've ever vacationed that I couldn't be reached by phone, that I didn't have a laptop with me, but I, I can remote in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are a lot of times that, uh, I've worked for organizations that thought that they were going to let me enjoy my my vacation, <laughs> and a brief ISP outage. Yep, they brought in an outside contractor, someone that they'd worked with in the past. Mm-hmm. And when I got back, I had to completely rewire my closet because they didn't bother to troubleshoot. They just started pulling wires, and suddenly it came back up, and they said, "Oh, I fixed it." Just for an ISP outage. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, it's called aggregation and redundancy, please. Um, It goes back to logical thinking of take the time to understand your systems and work it systematically. mm -hmm. I mean, if you've got a if you've got an outage, people can't get to the Internet. Okay, do you have access to internal resources? You eliminated everything now. uh, Yeah. From, from the uh, routers down. Now, can you go to uh, the router and plug directly in and assign a, sta- a static IP address to a machine? Can you get to the internet that way? Okay. Or just as simply as just unplug the, yeah, just unplug the internet and plug it into your laptop at the router. The, yeah. The IAD or whatever you want to call it. But yeah. And you know, that's a, that's a good point that we don't even have time to cover, which is, how do you, as an IT director, make yourself replaceable? Not make yourself irreplaceable, make yourself replaceable because, yeah, if we did die in a car crash or something happened suddenly, uh, would the company be completely out of business and not know what the heck's going on? 
Um, you know what I mean? That's, that's the value I think of a good IT director as well is that, you know, they, they cross train, they share knowledge. Yes. Someone, someone should know that, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot to be said there. Um, yeah, document, documentate, current documentation goes a long ways, but that has to include, uh, basic troubleshooting, uh, traffic flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because assuming anyone that comes in understands the basis of just how to analyze where the problem exists, yeah, those are people that uh, uh, I'm not knocking formal education. Any <laughs> stretch of the imagination. I the am. People that come directly out with a degree and come in and believe that they know everything about everything. I am the exact opposite of that to the point where it's so bad that I've had my son say in an organization, you know, I'm just going to drop out of school and do what dad does because uh, who cares about this stuff anyways? They're just brainwashing us with all this history. And like, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, 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 Gabe, 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 hold on, hold on. I did not say that. <laughs> I did not say that. Um, education's important. The right education and experience even more so. Because uh, yeah, I think most people would agree with that. You know, I left college with a PhD or a master's degree or this, 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 and that. And, and you know, when you get into the real world and you start working on systems, that's uh, that's when I really learned something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, no. Then you go back and start making fun of your teachers that were so, you know, strict on you. And you're like, oh, you know, he's a teacher because he couldn't make it in the real world. Uh, a good education, a good education will, will first and foremost teach you to think, yes, to analyze, and to question why. Yes. And to decipher um, back to your very first point, um, starting with security and the ability to write and read good emails. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, you know the 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 one truth of IT is there's no right or wrong way to do anything. There are multiple paths to the solution. Uh, a lot of it's going to be dependent upon what your long-term outcome needs to be, uh, what kind of budget you've got, what kind of tool set you've got. So, um, I would uh, have to disagree, but agree. I'm disagreeing, but agreeing. I, I know what you well, mean. Well, I, I understand. I mean, you get you get from A to B. Um, yeah. In other words, it's the best. the The right way is the is the best way for your unique organization and absolutely group, and your group of end users and your culture and what drives and what what jives right with your culture. That's the right way. Um, but there's definitely wrong ways. <laughs> there, there is definitely well. Wrong if ways. if you get there. Ultimately, you can say you can get there. Now, I, I, I can say I've walked into organizations where I know my predecessor had a killer home network. Uh-huh. And that's exactly what they built for that organization. Doesn't uh-huh. have any enterprise uh, capacity, but it was uh-huh. a killer home network. Uh-huh. I, mean, I get that. And it got them from A to B. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, it's going back to the culture of the organization at the time. Uh, yep. So, I can't say that it was wrong because it kind of functioned most of the time. <laughs> so, uh, you know, A to B is... There's layers. In other words, there's levels. There's layers and there's levels to this thing. Well, it is complex. Uh, yeah. You know, if it was easy, everyone could do it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately... For the ones that do it well, they make it look easy enough that there are a lot of people that think they could do it too. Mm. Yeah, no. Yes. This, uh, I would ask you what your one piece of advice is to um, everyone out there listening, but you've already given us so much. Uh, I'll still give you the opportunity. Is there anything else out there that you could think of for other IT directors growing up in the field? Maybe even uh, the more useful um, not that you're completely not youthful, um, but you know the more youthful ones that haven't gone bald like you or me yet, or have at least some sort of receding hairline. Uh, what would your piece of advice be? Look at everything. Uh, pay attention to uh, science. Pay attention to art. Pay attention to history. Uh, history will repeat itself, but 
if you're fortunate enough to have a staff, make it a point that to, to discuss, spend five to 10 minutes every meeting discussing something totally off the wall mm. because it keeps people active. Uh, the one thing about IT is you need to continue to learn. Mm. And those, the true solutions that you are going to find, the innovative solutions are going to be when you hear something and you start thinking about it and realize that if you could tweak this about 15 degrees, mm -hmm. solve an internal problem that no one else recognizes mm. and that there is a viable solution. Mm. But if you are not working on a 360 degree vision of what's going on in the world, some of these things are going to pass you by. And uh, so stay curious, stay informed. Uh, Read for the sake of reading. It doesn't all have to be technical material. You know, just a good lightweight novel that will take you out of your mindset for a particular length of time. You know, I try and read about 30 minutes a day of things that have nothing to do with technology. And yet sometimes an author will slide some technology in that I'll go, yeah, that's interesting. But, I put uh, the elements. Uh, I put the el elements of style uh, next to the toilet. Not that I want to give you guys any, you know, particular visualizations here, but um, you know, I bang through the elements of style in you know, I don't know, a week, you know, and that's uh, probably the best writing book on writing of all times. Yeah. Um, you know, just to not, you know, to consolidate and write clear and to, uh, you know, develop points in a very standard, straightforward, you know, outside of your perspective way, you know, from the point of view of the person reading it. Um, that really blew my mind, you know, solve problems in uh, relation to the 360 view, 360, you know, view of, of the world. Yeah. Um, stay well-rounded. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, truly a pleasure. Uh, very, very fun. Um, and I, I really am, I'm walking away with, uh, we have a winner. So <laughs> I, 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 will ex I, I will expect my water bottle momentarily. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir.